three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome back. The new normal. The new normal podcast is back. Is back. Today, titled Best Year Ever. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome. And yes, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back in the chair at the microphone here. And okay, yes, thank you to those who had been reaching out to say, hey, what's wrong with Andrew? I don't really have an answer to that, but still, thank you for caring. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, what is this all about? I'm not going to go into that on this podcast. You just got to listen to decide for yourself. We're going to some crazy times, and I am too. So to jumpstart this restart of the podcast, I wanted to share a post I recently wrote, and I think some of you here, maybe, you might enjoy this. <laughs> I promise you, you will definitely learn a thing or two about me. And hey, let's get this out of the way. This podcast is all about me, at least this episode. So get over it. So let's go on with my show. Next week, I'll be back with our regular content. <laughs> and I don't even know what that means. No way. I never introduced myself. Oh, hang on. Wait. Yeah, the rest of this episode is only about me. Enjoy. Best year ever. I wrote this a couple weeks ago. I caught myself in January reflecting a bit. So 2020, my best year ever. Is this title maybe clickbait? I guess I am typing around right now. I'm not completely sure. About two weeks ago, mid-January, I came to this realization that 2020 was my best year ever. I had been in a funk for a few months, staying away from creating content of much any sort, as many of you have noticed. When this thought came to me that, yeah, yeah, 2020 was an awesome year, even during this crazy period we were all experiencing. But let me explain. If you're new here to my podcast, to my blogs, to my videos, and you're connected to me, well, hi. And I hope you find this somehow interesting. For the others, you know, I was fired right during the summer of 2020 from a job of 25 years. During the first pandemic in 100 years. <laughs> what timing. Maybe I had it coming to me. Maybe I deserved it. Maybe I wanted it. Heck yeah, I wanted it. But how did I get here? And how does it make 2020 so great? But we're going to have to roll the clock back a bit. It all began in 1987. In August of 87, yeah, that's a long time ago for some of you I know, I followed a lovely German woman across the ocean to see the old world and try my hand at being an immigrant, an expat, in a whole new place. I had a bicycle and maybe $800 and planned on biking around Europe, couch surfing and living a simple life. I tried learning German on the fly, but that wasn't easy as everyone I spent time with spoke English so well, I really had a hard time trying. Back home in school, we had only had Spanish and French. Hey, this was New Orleans, right? 
Well, the money didn't last too long, and I needed to work. Through a friend's mother, I got a job making photocopies of military battle plans with the U.S. Army in Stuttgart. That's another story for another time, but the luck of her finding the ad and contacting me, remember, this is for WhatsApp and email, meant I had legal work and enough money to get by on. By the spring of 1988, I knew I needed to go back to the States, so I rode my bike to Luxembourg to catch my Iceland Air flight back home, leaving the lovely woman behind. Now, not wanting to make this an entire autobiography, I'm going to speed this up a little bit, but we got to get to the best part, right? A year had passed where I worked multiple jobs and learned German at nights and returned to Germany in the spring of 1989. Who knew what a year that would be? Uh, hint, the Berlin Wall, for those who need help. After a year of learning German, I took the foreign student's exam to get accepted at the language college in Gammersheim. I failed the exam, but I got accepted. Again, another good story for another time. I got a teaching assistant position at the college, teaching English to the poor language students there. My mother went crazy since I was never a good student of English. I knew that teaching was not really going to take me anywhere interesting, and getting a work permit was necessary, so by late 1990, I married that nice German woman. The permit followed quickly. Things got a lot more interesting in 1991. I was presented the chance, again, through friends, as a native speaker to work with the German post office. Again, teaching English to engineers and managers. I was highly qualified since I had taught at university, right? This was freelance work, teaching two or three week intensive English courses, where we all lived together at one of the five centers across the now reunified Germany. I opted early on to go to Dresden and teach there often, as that was another great once in a lifetime experience. I was making buckets of money and spending it too, and needed a tax specialist to keep my books in order. My understanding of German tax law was and is not good. That tax preparer is still with me 30 years later. It was November 1994, and I was on a train ride home from one of those extensive training courses where I saw on the floor of the cabin the wanted section in the newspaper. It was an ad for looking for customer trainers, teaching customers how to use their communications equipment. Very good English knowledge was required, as well as teaching experience and advantage. The company was AT&T, which, of course, I knew well as the long-distance telephone company. The interview process is also for another time. Nonetheless, by January, I had the job beginning of March 1st. March 1st. I told them I don't have much money, and I really did. So we, we agreed that I would start on February the 20th, 1995. I am writing this on the 26th anniversary. Let's forward... Fast forward here, AT&T in Germany was an unknown company. It was a startup where I was employee 23. We worked really hard those first years, really hard. 10 hours days with clients, then driving into the night to the next city to wash and repeat the next day. The people I worked with in those early years are still true friends today. Well, the company grew, changed names a few times, and my career path with it. I traveled the globe from the Arctic to the Cape, from the South Pacific to Western Africa, it was a great time. My children were born in 1999. Okay, another really great year. I kept working hard, traveling the globe, improving my career chances all along the way. Fast forward to 2015 and my 20th anniversary, 
And I remember sitting there, yes, here in the same home office, thinking, what's this all about? I had made this a little game of mine to see if my manager would reach out to me and congratulate me on my anniversary or even my birthday. Spoiler, they never did. Along with that was my losing interest in what I was doing. I had done it all. I had helped transform my company and many others from the telephone age to the internet age. And I was really proud of that. But what now? I began making my own job description, trying to find interesting things to keep me motivated. I knew there was much more to be done in the new age of mobile data and customers changing norms and expectations when dealing with companies. I started researching the world of artificial intelligence and communications and found many companies here in Europe and began engaging with them. I organized four AI in communications events in Frankfurt and Zurich, which were a particular highlight to me. And I'm grateful to the trust I had from local management, and they're allowing me to really try something which had never been done before. Thank you. So now we're entering 2020. In February, I rebranded my podcast from the CX404 to the new normal before the world would enter a new reality. I wanted to talk more about what I felt would be a new normal of communications. I had seen it since 2011 when the first companies were leveraging social media to reach out to customers. It was then I had the chance to work with companies like H&M in Sweden to see what might be possible in this new space. Really exciting times. So 2020 moved forward and lockdowns became the norm, but home office was nothing new to me. I was the first employee in Germany to have an official home office contract, and that was 2001, and I'm still sitting at the same desk as then. Okay, the chair has changed, so all's good. In late spring, I got an invite to a call with my manager in HR. Well, when you get that kind of out of the blue, you kind of know what it probably means. By the end of August, I had figuratively cleaned out my desk and was gone. 9,325 days I spent working for the same company. If you want more on that, check the link in the description. I was not mad or upset Package was good. Hey, 25 years. Maybe a bit disappointed. I had many questions which stuck with me for months. I knew the previous five years that I had no longer been being challenged. I knew there was still much to be achieved, but I'd felt my wings were clipped and didn't see a way out. Being a guy in his 50s with 20, 25 years of the same company, the offers were not coming in daily with, hey, come over and fly with us. I told a few close friends that I really wanted a change, but the corporate deal was just too good to give up. I kind of felt trapped. Then that invite came in the mailbox along with the package. It took me and that German woman, yeah, 30 years now, less than an hour to say, yep, that's my ticket to ride. The week after I left the corporate world, I was contacted by a startup I'd been involved with for quite a while with an offer to build out their businesses here locally. What the heck? This was like finding that job at the army, making copies in 1987, which let me stay a few months longer, or teaching for the post office, which made it truly possible to begin to being a life in my new home country, or finding that wanted ad on the floor of the train in 1994, which gave me and my new family the chance to thrive. I was back with a startup. I was back to the early grind and challenges but working with people who appreciate each other and support each other 
But to be fair, my corporate experience was full of very helpful and supporting people from all over the globe. And there are still many there with excellent experiences. I'm just reporting my own experiences, and they're not bad. Really, it was a great company, and it has a great future in communications, just as they have since 18, the 1880s. Looking back now, 2020 was my best year. Well, at least since my boys were born. What a dream gig. 30 years of business experience I bring to the table, work with a small group of professionals on making a better future for customers and their dealings with companies they do business with. Pinch me. I can't believe it. I've lived a serendipitous life. Serendipity is an unplanned, fortunate discovery, according to Wiki. I'm a political scientist and a geographer who learned German in his mid-20s, moved continents and cultures to begin working in a field without any skills except being born in the United States and being very curious and hardworking. So what's next? I have no plan, and I never have one. I've never had one. I don't live at the ocean, but I go with the flow. For that, I thank my parents, who allowed me to be flexible and never define the path I should travel. Only once, my father, 1987, when he brought me to the airport for that first trip to Europe, he said, if you have children, my grandchildren, please have them speak English so I can talk with them. Well, Dad, I delivered on that one. Heck, I'm an English teacher. Thank you for being here for this episode. If you like this, you know how to do it. Share it, suggest it to other people. If you've got ideas of what I can put on the podcast here, ideas of people I could interview, let me know. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you on the next episode.